And a very good evening to you from me, Father Emil. Yes, a warm welcome to As the Sun Sets. Always a lovely day here in Johannesburg, isn't it? It's been a wonderful day today, and I hope you too have had a glorious day. And it's time for us now just to settle down at the end of the day and just thank the Lord for all that He's done for us. Maybe we've said things or done things which have brought a bit of joy and hope to people. We thank God for that. And if we've said anything that might not have done that and brought a bit of sadness to people, we ask the Lord's forgiveness. But it's nice to be with you today on this, the 13th of April, for as the sun sets. We pray the evening prayer of the church and stand by and just enjoy this half hour with me, Father Emil. O God, come to our aid. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia.
And our psalms are taken from week three of the Psalter. And today we begin with Psalm 125, or in some, in some Bibles, Psalm 126. About joy and hope in God. When the Lord delivered Zion from bondage, it seemed like a dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. On our lips there were songs. The heathens themselves said, What marvels the Lord worked for them! What marvels the Lord worked for us! Indeed we were glad. Deliver us, O Lord, from our bondage as streams in dry land. Those who are sowing in tears will sing when they reap. They go out, they go out full of tears, carrying seed for the sowing. And they come back, they come back full of song, carrying their sheaves. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Your sorrow will turn to joy. Alleluia. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. Alleluia. Psalm 126 or Psalm 127. If the Lord does not build the house, in vain do its builders labor. If the Lord does not watch over the city, in vain does the watchman keep vigil. In vain is your early arising, your going later to rest. You who toil for the bread you eat, when he pours gifts on his beloved while they slumber. Truly, sons are a gift from the Lord, a blessing, the fruit of the womb. Indeed, the sons of youth are like arrows in the hand of a warrior. Oh, the happiness of the man who has filled his quiver with these arrows. He will have no cause for shame when he disputes with his foes in the gateways. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Whether we live or whether we die, we belong to the Lord. Alleluia. From him, through him, and in him are all things that exist. To him be glory forever. Alleluia. Let us give thanks to the Father, who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For in him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. 
All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. From him, through him, and in him are all things that exist. To him be glory forever. Alleluia. Our Gospel reading this evening is a continuation of the Gospel according to John, chapter 6, verses 35 to 40. Jesus said to the crowd, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. But as I have told you, you can see, and still you do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I shall not turn him away, because I have come from heaven, not to do my own will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. Now the will of him who sent me is that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me, and that I should raise it up on the last day. Yes, it is my Father's will that whoever sees the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and that I shall raise him up on the last day. Well, the Gospel of John, especially this Gospel, chapter 6, a wonderful Gospel in which Jesus talks about himself as the bread of life. Whoever comes to Jesus will never thirst and never be hungry. So he's the bread of life, he's the water of life. One's reminded of the woman uh, uh, at, the, at the well who asked Jesus for a drink, and he said, if only you knew who was asking, asking you for a drink of water, you would ask him for water that will lead you to eternal life. Now, the gospel is an interesting one today, and I'd like to make a little comparison which might just help us to understand a little bit more deeply. I often love speaking about my mother and my father, because I look back to my father and I say, what a wonderful man he was. Uh, 
the lovely times we had together. I speak about my mother. As you know, she lived to 109, died two years ago, and uh, I think of the wonderful woman that she was and uh, the sort of things that I inherit from my parents. And then I feel a bit of sadness when I think there's so many people who lost their mother or father, their parents, at a very young age, and so they've got no father or mother to look back to, maybe an aunt or an uncle or a grandmother and so on. But what a blessing it is to have a mother and a father and to look back to those wonderful times that we've had with our mothers and fathers and so on. Now, I'm giving that as a little example because today Jesus talks about himself as the one who has come from the Father. And uh, he says, It is the will of him who sent me that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me. In other words, Jesus is somehow the face of the Father. He's the presence of the Father. You can see me and you still do not believe in me, he says to the people. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I shall not turn away, because I have come from heaven not to do my own will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Yes, whoever sees the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I shall raise him up on the last day. Now, it's, that's a lovely gospel today because it puts Jesus as the face of the Father. And then I was struck by the canticle from Colossians that we had today in, as the third uh, psalm of our evening prayer. And I want to remind you of this. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation, for in him all things were created in heaven and on earth visible and invisible. All things were created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He's the head of the body, the church, the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent. For in him, now listen to this, in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. He is the image of the invisible God. So there we have it, and this is the crunch matter, because this is what the, um, the scribes and the Pharisees objected to, was that Jesus spoke about himself as coming from the Father or spoke about God as his Father. Here we have St. Paul talking to the Colossians, and he speaks about Jesus as being the image of the Father. So Jesus is not just anybody, but he's somebody really very, very special. He's the image of the Father. So when we see Jesus, we see the Father. All right, now we go back to the gospel again. And now Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And who comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And so what we are called upon to do is to place our faith and our trust in Jesus. We must see, when we look to Jesus, we are actually, go and when we look to him and see him and accept him and have faith in Jesus, we're actually having faith in the Father, in the one who sent him. And now the will of him who sent me is that I should lose nothing of all that he has given to me. So that we are really called upon to 
place our faith and our trust in the Father, but it is made easier for us in the person of Jesus. So when we accept Jesus and place our faith and our trust in him, we are accepting the Father and placing our faith in the Father. We are really linking up, if I can put it that way, with the Father. And it's the Father who says, I never want you to be in need. It's the Father who says, I want you always to have food, never to be hungry, never to be thirsty. And we can, we can um, um, lock into that by placing our faith and our trust in Jesus. Jesus, of course, is going to be doing this, as we'll see in all the readings of the Gospel. Jesus is going to be doing this by giving us the Eucharist. He who eats my body and drinks my blood will have life, will never die. Whatever we do, therefore, when we eat the body of Jesus and drink his blood, we have not just life, <laughs> but eternal life. It's a wonderful, wonderful theme that John is just unpacking. It's like drawing, taking a, a strand of wool from a big ball, and he just keeps pulling it out. And he's always talking about the same thing, but in a different context. It's like taking a kaleidoscope and shaking it up a little bit, looking at it, and you're seeing all the same pieces, but in a different, in a different um, form. And uh, and Jesus is taking everything about his relationship with the Father and packing it out for us, putting it out on the table, so to speak, and saying, this is my Father who says, I want you never to be hungry and never to be thirsty, but we need to place our faith and our trust in Jesus, who is the image of the invisible God. And it is my Father's will that whoever sees the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and that I shall raise him up on the last day. What a wonderful hope we have when we take this to heart. So let's put this little sweet in our mouth, <laughs> roll it around and enjoy it, and just sample the, the beautiful taste of the words that Jesus is giving to us. And we pray that we might place our faith and our trust in him and come to a deep appreciation of Jesus, and through Jesus, a deep appreciation of the Father. It's all a wonderful theme, and throughout this week, let's just dwell on that theme and come closer to Jesus and thereby closer to the Father. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. They saw the Lord, Alleluia, Alleluia. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. The disciples rejoiced, Alleluia, Alleluia. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I shall not turn away. Alleluia. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant, and from this day all generations will call me blessed. 
The Almighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His, he has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and has sent the rich away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children, forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I shall not turn away. Alleluia. Now let us pray to Christ, who rose from the dead and is seated now at the right hand of the Father. Ever-living Christ, hear us. Lord, remember those who are consecrated to your service. May they set before your holy people the example of their lives. Grant to those who rule us your spirit of justice and peace. May people be united, heart and soul. Make our daily life a pilgrimage of salvation, and let the earth be rich and plentiful to meet the needs of the poor. Christ our Saviour, light of the world, you have called all people to imperishable life. Shed eternal light on our departed brothers and sisters. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Lord God, stand by your people, on whom you have bestowed the gift of faith. Grant them their eternal heritage in the resurrection of your only Son. We make our prayer through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit as God forever and ever. Amen. And now may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon you and remain with you always. And to end with another beautiful
choir of Teze singing for us the very beautiful piece, the Nunc Dimittis, Let Your Servant Go in Peace. And so we come to the end of our evening prayer. It's always lovely being with you. Thank you for joining me, and I hope that you found this a time of prayer, praise, and hopefully a little inspiration somewhere along the line. And we thank the Lord for that, that as we listen to these words, these songs of praise, these words of praise, that somehow this becomes a bit of an image of the Father, that through our words and through our hymns and our prayers and so on, somehow we come to the Father. And we thank the Father just for using us as his instruments to make him present in our lives. And so that's about all we have time for. A quick reminder before I go, don't forget about the canonization of Mother Teresa of Calcutta. That will take place in September. Remember that I'm taking a group of pilgrims across to the pilgrimage in September. We leave on the 2nd, come back on the 11th. We go to Rome. We also go to Assisi, the beautiful place of St. Francis. And if you'd like to come along, I suggest you go and visit the website fowlertours.co.za. fowlertours.co.za. Read all about it. Give Gail a call. And why not put your name down and join us on this wonderful occasion for the canonization, the historic occasion for the canonization of this well-loved person, Mother Teresa of Calcutta. Well, that's where we leave it for today. Lovely being with you. From me, Father Emil, good night and God bless.